Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special edition of the podcast, where two seemingly meaningless people talk about drive down the road, very meaningful things while they drive home. <laughs> I'm Chris. I'm Leslie. And right now, we are going to record what I assume will be a mini episode. We'll see how long we end up talking. Uh, we were just headed home and thought, hey, let's talk about things. While we drive. Yeah. And we're recording this on a new device. We're actually using Leslie's phone instead of my phone. And it it sounded... Because you couldn't you couldn't hear Leslie. Ugh. <laughs> I... We, we put the microphone in front of her mouth. And I just talked normal. Yeah. And still, it sounded like I the microphone a, was up to my and face. And like I was in a tunnel. Like you were outside the car <laughs> shouting through the window. <laughs> it, was, it was the craziest sort of Bermuda Triangle it's annoying. experience. It drives me so crazy. Quiet. I know. You were like your version of yelling, and I was doing my version of whispering. It makes my voice so tired. Yeah, I can imagine. I want to know if there are other people out there. Who have trouble? Let, let us know, Internet World. <laughs> Who else? Str- do you struggle <laughs> with a voice that no one can hear? Are you called a low talker by your friends? Do you have acquaintances always asking you, excuse me, what was that? What did you say? Do you tell funny stories that no one can hear? Oh, that's so uh, painful. Are you always cracking a joke and no one knows that you spoke? Oh. That happens a lot. Have you ever... Someone, I got a funny thing to say. <laughs> and no one knows have and you're so embarrassed. Have you seen me do that? Yes, I, I have. And you get all mousy. Oh, it's embarrassing. Because so, then no you don't... No one can hear me say my things. I'm funny too. <laughs> they don't know what they're missing out on. They don't know. Well, maybe oh. they do know and they're just like, let's let her voice be the reason we pretend not to hear that. <laughs> Because sometimes awful. your jokes do, you have a the trait of your brother sometimes, Jerry. Yes. Which is to go across the line. <laughs> and so you normally don't comment. And then when you do, sometimes it's awkwardly like, well. Too much. Yeah, especially because you don't like, because you don't like, if I cross the line, I've just been walking this whole time, just around, and someone says, whoops, you stepped over there. It's like you appeared for the first time in the conversation, and you're just this dirty person who just appeared <laughs> here, which is what I, th- what I think it, it sounds weirder than it often is when Whatever. you say it. you were just, no, you're it's because roll. you've never no. said anything, and you just come in. With this with a zinger. body sort of joke, <laughs> like you're <laughs> like you're some someone from a Chaucer's tale. Oh you know? <laughs> I don't. I, this is out of control. Oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh. oh man. Okay, All right. It so is, here's what I want to know. Yeah. Mm. Any other homeschool moms trying to deal with a voice like mine? And oh, keep, and keep the house going. Yeah, and, that's a... And even read-alouds, which I love to do. We read aloud all as much as we can. Which, let's, My voice let's talk about so reading aloud. We've ever talked about reading aloud. Okay, let's do it. So we love to read aloud. Um, it's a great way 
to introduce your kids uh, to new vocabulary, mm-hmm. things that if they were reading in their own books, they just would skip over, not even mm-hmm. know, know how to pronounce them, not know what it is, That's true. not know even how to read the word in context. And uh, So if you're reading aloud to your kids, it gives you a chance to really get them into books that are probably beyond their reading level mm-hmm. and can actually transition them into higher reading levels. Mm-hmm. And it's a great family time thing. It is. It's a bonding. Yes. Like you said, a good vocabulary. It's also a bonding vocabulary because yeah. which they're learning words together, together and jokes together and like inside jokes. Inside jokes. And they can communicate about stories. Yeah. You know, if I go and I read my book, even if you've read the book, uh-huh. it's hard for us to communicate about the story because you finished the story. Uh-huh. So you're in that, I want to laugh and share yeah. But I don't want to give the story don't away. Don't want to give away. Which our, yeah. our family is. That we are is major that spoiler. Is the unforgivable sin <laughs> in our family. Seriously, it's like we, I'm. We take it a little far. I think we don't know. We do not. Yeah. Well, listen. We do not take listen, it far. Here's how far. So our kids have picked up on this from us, um, and here's how far it went. The other day, um, our nieces were here. And Abigail said something about Marilla. Some of our nieces are blabbermouths. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> you are not a blabbermouth, Abigail. She, she, she is really good at not being all a All she did, and she, bless her heart, she's had to keep secrets. Bless her heart. She's had to, she has. She's yeah. had to keep like she's all like the Harry Potter three secrets. three years older than our oldest. Yeah. And so she's, she's already experienced all of these. Yes. She's really good about not giving it away. Yeah. Yes. Anyhow, all she did was say Marilla. Something about Marilla. And Rebecca was like, shh, 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 don't say that. Don't say that. And she said, what? And Rebecca said, she pointed at Betsy. It's like, she hasn't read Anne of Green Gables yet. So you can't even say the person's name. Don't say don't Marilla. Don't <laughs> names of characters in books. <laughs> Not the spoiler is what happens to them. The spoiler is that they exist. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's a little intense. It is. It's That'd be intense. like, instead of not wanting to give away what happens in Star Wars, which I'm not even giving it away, uh-huh. in case you have someone listening to the podcast who does not know what happens in Star Wars, uh, <laughs> instead of worrying about that, being like, so Luke Skywalker, I'm like, shh. Don't say Don't that. Because you said Luke Skywalker. Now they're no, they'll know that that's an important character. Yep. So when they meet him for the first time, they won't go, maybe he's going to die in five minutes. You totally uh, ruined Ruin the whole trilogy and... <laughs> Ninology. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But reading aloud. Uh, we were lucky in that we started this when we were married. Yeah. We read aloud to each other um, books. And it was a real bonding time for us. We laid in bed and we would read these long chapters uh, of stories. And it was, and then get excited. And we would stay up late like giddy schoolgirls. Uh, really, like we should so go to sleep. Uh, you know, like, and this is like we're in seminary, right? Uh, like You're the in dean, seminary, yeah. yeah, yeah, the dean, like Al Mohler's gonna come in my room and flip the lights. You know, you need to yeah. be in bed. Uh, but that, and then we continued that once our kids got of age, and it's been, it's been yeah, because really there were there were some years in between that we weren't reading aloud, and I oh, missed yeah, it a lot yeah. because we had a baby and. Um, what are some of the books we read to each other? We read the whole Harry Potter series. That's the one I remember. Yeah, we could not. We, and that was the one that we, we could just not couldn't. stop. Because this is when it first came out. Yeah. So we were waiting on books 
at some points in the I time. I think so, yeah. No, yeah, we definitely were. Okay. I'm almost certain. Yeah. Uh, well, well, it's canon now. Mm-hmm. That's canon. That's what happened in our life, as I remember it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, we read those. Uh, uh, oh, do you know which one I remember? What? Um, All Creatures, Great and Small. Oh, that's a great book That's to a read. really good a read. A bunch of short mm-hmm. stories. And they are tied together. Like, mm-hmm. it's a continuing it's story. It's a loose tying together. Yes. It's, it's... But each chapter is kind of a story in itself. Yes. Yeah. And not... And, and they finish. Mm-hmm. So the problem with a book like Harry Potter or a good fiction book uh, is that you get the cliffhanger at the end of every yes. chapter. And you it's meant to make you want to... And so when you're reading the kids, it's like... Oh my They're word! Like, no, <laughs> and I'll do that when I read. I will go to the end of the chapter and look and go, "All right, am I going to have to read two chapters, mm-hmm. or I don't want to start reading a chapter that is going to end with a really big cliffhanger that's going to lead right. to another if chapter?" If we don't have three it, hours yes, of free yes. time, yeah. So I I loved all creatures, great and small. I almost keep saying all creatures of our God and King. Well, that's uh, what I kept calling it, I think, while yeah. we were reading it. So, All Creatures Great and Small is James Harriet. And, and All Creatures of Our God and King is also... That's a great song uh, to read but aloud. But it's also really what the story's about. <laughs> yeah. You might say All Creatures Great and Small, but it's yeah. really just all these creatures all these of our God and King. He's a He was a country vet in the Scotland? Sure. Yeah. Anyhow, it is touching and funny. I, I remember crying reading that aloud and we would just laugh. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll, <laughs> totally. Yeah. And also, um, if you have little kids, there's a James Harriet Treasury for Children yeah. that is one of my very favorite picture books to read aloud to the kids. So um, I think that's a great book to read to your kids and then someday you can share and the full version. One of the benefits I think of reading to kids is it helps them get out of wooden reading. Mm-hmm. To, you know, where it's like the boy sat on the fence and he, yes. uh, no, or where they try and read as fast as they can. Yes. You know, they'll get when they read aloud, when they read aloud, right. they'll be like, and Tom read to the thing and he did the thing. Oh, and almost to show off. Yes. And, and with, with, it almost I, do you just remember doing that? Detaches you when you were a kid trying to read it. I would fast. love to say that I do, <laughs> but I'm fairly dramatic. <laughs> And I think I probably, <laughs> I think the teacher probably skipped me because yeah, like, I would oh, be like, "We don't have time for him." And and Tom Sawyer, <laughs> when he was in the, the yeah. attic, gazed upon his body right. you know, or something. I don't. Know. I think I remember being kind of proud of how but fast I, I, I could probably read. did too. Yeah. I probably did too. But yeah, our kids. Um, it teaches them how to and read aloud. It, and it's good when they do read aloud to stop them and say, don't read like that. That's horrible. Right. And you know what like, I've noticed? No one likes that. Be- Betsy, our, she's eight now, right? She was reading aloud to me the other day, and it was so... She was reading beautifully, mm. like with feeling, and it was very pleasant. And, and what I've told them is, read like you're telling the story, because that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're telling the story that someone else has just written down. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't tell us a story like... The other day, Gideon and I went to the store, and then we did... Like, you would right. tell each other a story like that. Exactly. You, you'd emote 
Right. And you would pause at the appropriate time and you would... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, reading aloud and showing them how you do that mm-hmm. in a book can, can help them to learn to do that. And not only will they do that when they read out loud, they'll learn to do that when they're reading to themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you do have kids that try and read as fast as possible yeah. <laughs> uh, as well and be like, look, I read 100 pages today. Uh-huh. And well, what was the story about? And they vaguely remember, mm-hmm. but they're not getting into... Uh, the story. They're just almost proud of how quickly they can read. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they end up missing out on good books. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. I think my favorite thing, though, is is what you said, or what we already said, the, the bonding that it brings, um, where yeah. Yeah. they all can picture Hogwarts Castle together. And, like, they've mm-hmm. all been there together. And it's great to see when you're reading, and they've all got... When, so when we read aloud... Uh, the kids are allowed to get some, like, get a piece of paper, get something that they can do while they're reading. So we don't yes. force them to sit in their chairs and just sort of listen. Oh, and uh, let, can I say something yeah. about that? It's not, it's become so, <laughs> here's something really funny that's happened. I've, I first heard about that with, through the Read Aloud Revival podcast, Sarah, Sarah McKenzie. She had a really good episode about things you could let your kids do while you read aloud because I do remember when our kids were teeny tiny and you were back at the office I would try to sit them all down for read aloud time and hands, hands upon their laps oh, oh yes it was very picturesque everyone's sitting um, everyone be still and I want you to look at me and listen and um, it did not go over so well I mean that's wasn't a lot of fun for any of us so I remember distinctly when I heard this episode um, that it's actually a good thing to give your kids something to do while you're reading to them. And sure enough, it was so beneficial. Um, but here's what has happened is they now, they won't even watch TV without, if we say they can watch TV, out come all the coloring books and colored pencils and mm-hmm. knitting and weaving and pot holders. And the other day... I told them so to gather. So just blankly staring at the screen. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. And I thought, well, that's kind of a, a surprise thing that's happened. Yeah. That they like to be about something and not just sitting. And um, But the other day, I told them to gather up their, their reading, read aloud activity, whatever they wanted to do. And I come into the living room, and our 12-year-old is whittling in the living room. I'm ready, Ma. He's at like a Ma, branch. I'm ready for you to tell us one of your fancy tales. He had a branch and like... A, and a piece of straw hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> and I was like, okay, listen. We're, we're going to have to like scale back on our yeah. read aloud activities. Because what will happen Oof. is you go, all right, who wants to read? And, and then 10 minutes later, yes. everyone has their stuff you ready. Remember you can read now. The other oh, day okay. they were all looking for like super intense. Oh, they wanted to sew. And then it oh, was like yeah. this big needle hunt and looking for all, all of their uh, their um, patterns Various and accoutrements to go yeah, with. Yeah, I was like, listen, yeah. I got I got 30 minutes, yeah. so let's just grab because some Because one thing that's the difference between the two of us, <laughs> this is why I was always on, like, I was on, always got the short stick, is that when you read aloud, <laughs> you put yourself to sleep. Oh my word. It's so true. It, you can't read. Uh, you can't read long at all. I think the kids without just. I think the kids have picked up on that. 
especially like in times past when I was pregnant. And I, I honestly think they used it against me because they'd be like, "Mom, let's read." It's like they're like they're witches, <laughs> yeah, putting you to sleep. Come, little girl, yeah. read us a book. And I wake up two hours later. How can and we get mom to go to sleep? Let's have her read to us. <laughs> okay, guys. There's movies playing. Yeah, and whittling they're going whittling. on. They whittled the like cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, it's they're like playing the, whis- pool. the whiskey bottle. Pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right under your nose. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, reading aloud is a great way to spend time together as a family. Yeah. So, yeah, you were saying that you let them gather their stuff and do do things while you read. Yes. Um, yeah, and it it's really, it's, it's enjoyable. It's interesting to watch the way their creative mind works in the midst of taking in a story. And they'll be doing that. And yeah. this is what I was saying with the bonding. So they'll be knitting or apparently whittling uh, or sewing or whatever and you'll get to a point in the story and the all the action stops oh yeah it's really in, like I love as that. a group I love that everything just pauses <laughs> needle in mid thread yeah uh, you know whatever I... and their faces will just be staring <laughs> at you colored pencil in a right. hand all this and it's really gripping and right. neat to see them the whole room like, yes because you can think oh they're not paying attention right. or you know what are they taking in but to have the whole room just pause everything and exactly like they are experiencing that together they are going through that adventure together yeah. um, I have a picture of Rebecca doing that very thing you were reading the green ember and something ha- I think a rabbit got an arrow in the ear and oh, she's right. coloring and I got a picture of her her mouth is kind of gaping and she that. has on like Star Wars goggles which have, have we talked about the green ember and S.D. Smith? No uh, maybe we should dedicate we should this a, episode to we'll dedicate it to the green ember That's if, if you want a great like I I'm, I think I've said this a modern C.S. Lewis sort of tale, like a Chronicles of Narnia, I think theologically more sound even, and like gripped by the gospel mm-hmm. in these books. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with the Green Ember series. Yeah, so uh, good. It, and of course the the series by Andrew Peterson. Yes. Uh, what's the name of what, what's that? The Wing Feather. The Wing Feather series. Uh, or the Wing Feather Saga. Yeah, it might Saga. Be. Uh, but both of them are great. S.D. Smith, I love the Green Emperor. Yeah, I love it. It's got there are there are quotes in that that I was like weeping <laughs> as I read it. He so captures yeah. the beauty and sacrifice of the God. I mean, some of the best paragraphs in fiction ever that I've read, mm-hmm. and I read a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean. It's astounding. Like, right. Well, our favorite that's on our t-shirts. Yes, my, we... My place beside you. Yes. My blood for yours. Yes. Till the, the green, green ember rises, or the, the end, end of, of the world. world. Yes. <laughs> it's just so good. Or it will not be so in the mended wood. Yes, but, it will not be but so. But there are, there are, those are great sort of lines. Mm-hmm. But there are paragraphs, you know. Yes. And, and C.S. Lewis had these paragraphs where he's obviously laying out theology. Mm-hmm. And it's really good, mm-hmm. like ripping stuff. Right. S.D. Smith has these where he just takes a moment in the narrative to 
really spell out one aspect of the gospel and paint it mm-hmm. almost like with this word brush. Mm-hmm. And it's just so lovely. It is. And, and well done. Really captures in a new way mm-hmm. uh, the drama of mm-hmm. the gospel. And, and our role in it. That's one thing I really loved about um, the Green Ember was seeing seeing these rabbits live out their their calling yes in different ways i thought it was but all from the same source right of living exactly. in light of the cross in light of the gospel mm-hmm. uh which is so great to have a book where you're teaching kids you don't do good in order to earn the gospel the mm-hmm. gospel is good and you are responding to that mm-hmm. grand goodness by laying down your lives because of mm-hmm. that great uh, work. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. So good. Yeah. So those are, I mean, if we're talking about series that we've read with our kids, I think we started with the Wing Feathers we Saga. We started with the Wing Feathers. Mm-hmm. I think that was the first big series we read together as a family. And there, <laughs> there was a part in one of the books that... Our, I think Rebecca was five or six. Do you remember? She did not speak. Yes. <laughs> for like, like hours. Did not. Like we're like, <laughs> we were afraid this was some sort of mental breakdown. You know, like you see in movies, like she's been, she ain't said a word since mama passed or something like that. Like this was one of those moments where like she, she shut off. She's very talkative. Yes. She shut. It's like it would be like if I quit talking. Like, people would be like, is he okay? She hasn't spoken. She just, boom, it was yeah. done. And, mm-hmm. like. If we hadn't gone to music class that day. Yeah. That's when she started talking again. Yeah. She's like, oh, well, there are other people here. I should I probably. Should not, I am not allowed to be weird like I am with my family. <laughs> So that was one of the first uh, series, and we loved that one. Yeah. Um, and then I've read some that I have loved reading to the kids are The Wind in the Willows. Absolutely loved that book. Um, the Boxcar Children, Charlotte's Web, The Little House series, Five Little Peppers and How They Grew. You said Little Women, didn't you? Oh, golly. Oh, my word. Did little, you women. little Women. No. Yeah. That's and the, that's a. I really think that's a great book for boys and girls. That's the one we just read this year. I would say this year has been the year of Little Women in our home. Yeah. It here's here's what we do. We read the books, and then um, after we have finished the book, we'll watch any film adaptations of the story. So we will watch a film adaptation. Yeah. Not any film. <laughs> All of them. All of them. Whether All right. they're good or bad. Time for the one from the 70s, kids. This one's <laughs> going to be bad. You just know it because it's the 70s. Yeah. Um. So we read Little Women. Um, and then we watched the newest version that, is it BBC did? I think so. Which, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure that in, anyone listening, probably you probably already have your favorite adaptation so you might have thoughts on this one, but I personally adored it. And it was so great because it's one of the first times a film has been able to tell more of the story because it's a miniseries. So usually in a film, you've got, you've got an hour and a half 
or an hour mm-hmm. to tell this great story. And it's really hard to fit it all in. So the this little mini series, even though it's short, they were able to include more of the story than I've ever seen portrayed before. And those were my favorite parts. Mm. So such a beautiful story. Um, our whole family loved it. Yeah. And now we're reading Little Men. Mm-hmm. And it's been really good. And we did just read The Prairie Thief just to take a little... I, I needed a Louisa May Alcott break. <laughs> so we read that. As one is prone to need. <laughs> who hasn't had that in their life? You know, I think there's probably a meme out there even. <laughs> such a common thing. You know, when you get to that Louisa May Alcott, you need to <laughs> take a break from her. Yeah. So we read The Prairie Thief, which was a super fun short read. Um mm. It was it was cute and funny. They and liked that book though. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of like it, it's like a a little house setting, but it has some some magic in it that you wouldn't expect. So anyway, that's some good read aloud yeah. advice. We're home. We're home. So and I need to go inside and eat because I have to take my last typhoid pill today. Uh huh. Because I have typhoid. <laughs> you no, do. I got. I have to get typhoid because I'm going to Tanzania. Right. You have to get a little typhoid so you, you don't get a lot you, and of it's typhoid. A, it's, and it's a lot. I've never done this. It's a live virus in the pill. So you, you have to keep the pills cold. And you, ha- you take the pill uh, either 30 minutes before you eat or two hours after you've eaten. Because it's made to dissolve when it gets to your small intestine. So it's made to not dissolve in your stomach. Mm -hmm. So they don't want, I guess, stomach acid and all that from eating in there. You just, Mm -hmm. you drink a full glass of water Mm -hmm. and I guess it processes that pill through and it doesn't, it gets in your, your guts and that's when it works. Sounds fun. And that's where they give you typhoid. Yeah. And so I've had to take these pills. I'll just be glad when the typhoid is out of our refrigerator. It spilled open the other day. (laughs) Got on the chicken. Oh and, man! Uh, yeah, yeah. In the salmonella, we're just oh, fighting great. each other. So we ate it for Sabbath I, I dinner. I feel like typhoid is a form of salmonella. I don't know. That may not be a thing. I don't know what that's. I made. just isn't that something you don't want on the Oregon Trail? No, that's typhus. What? You don't want dysentery either. What's typhus? It's a type I of think something. you just made that up. Uh, well, <laughs> internet it, Google it. Okay. Um, but before but maybe we, we could finish. We could talk more tomorrow. Well, now let's finish a little mini episode. I don't want to. I don't want to try to get back into the the flow. Are you want to? Okay. You want to get know. back into the flow tomorrow? I think we need to talk about what happened today tonight at the bookstore. Well, it's fresh on our minds. Yeah. Tomorrow. No, now. Right now. Yeah. But you need to eat. But I mean, it's going to take us what ten minutes to talk about what happened in the bookstore. I think we should talk on our way to Tulsa tomorrow. Okay. All right, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow as we head to uh, Tulsa for this weird driving episode. (laughs) Uh, The podcast, A Date Night and Then Date Day edition. We should do this more often. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, everyone. Here we are. We're back. Back at it. (laughs) We lied a little bit. Uh, We said we were going to talk on our way back to Tulsa, 
but we didn't. No. Because Mama hadn't had her coffee. <laughs> I don't, I, and nor her nor her face on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. I can't talk. I don't have my face on. <laughs> or my coffee. Or my coffee. So yeah, we went. We got up early and went to breakfast. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Do you so do you want to go ahead and record now?" And I was like, "I don't think I can. I don't think I, just, I can speak coherently. No, I need the coffee. Haven't been and, juiced, juiced appropriately." So we had breakfast this morning at um, First Watch. If you're a local, I don't know. Is that a chain? Have you ever heard of it? This is the first time I ate there. I don't know. I don't know anything about they it. They had a cookbook. Not a big breakfast guy. Anyway. You heard of Cracker Barrel? <laughs> I have heard of Cracker Barrel. It's run by the mafia. <laughs> That's the only people that could charge that much for a piece of bacon <laughs> and an egg. I don't know how much a dozen eggs is, Cracker Barrel. How can you charge me more for two eggs than it is for a dozen of them? <laughs> oh, I think it's like two dozen. It's definitely, oh, it's probably closer to three dozen eggs. A dozen eggs is like a dollar. Hey, so we, this has been a long. You could buy a dozen Ooh. chickens. For what they charge you. This has been a long-running discussion in our relationship. It is not a discussion. It is a statement of (laughs) of culinary facts. They overcharge for the easiest and cheapest meal to make. There's no easier or cheaper meal to make than breakfast. Totally. And they charge the highest prices Mm -hmm. for that easiest and cheapest meal. But listen, what have I always said? I, I will, don't care. I'm paying for ambiance. I will pay for the ambiance. Yes. Especially in the wintertime when it's cold and there's that big old fireplace and it smells like Cracker Barrel because it has its own smell. It's worth it. It's worth it. I don't even know what a Cracker Barrel is. <laughs> it's just nonsense. It's a nonsense. They're like, hey, no. we can name this anything. No. And we can fool these people. Hey, this is all nonsense. I heard crackers. This is funny timing because weren't we just talking about the Barrel Prairie Thief? crackers. That sounds like something they had on a pirate ship. We were talking about the Prairie Thief last uh-huh. night. The Prairie Thief is Cracker Barrel. They thieve on the prairie, <laughs> off the Midwestern prairie. Okay. They are thieving. You need to leave Cracker Barrel uh, alone. I don't hate Cracker Barrel. So they, they, they stand on a Cracker Barrel in the Prairie Thief to get something down. And the kids were like, what's a Cracker Barrel? And I was like, well, I think it was a barrel for crackers. I Makes guess. Sense. I don't know. We should look that up. I mean, if it's not a barrel for crackers, I'm totally going to be <laughs> astounded. Like, like, what else would you... Would, cracker Barrel, oh, that's where they keep their tar and pitch. <laughs> the sugar yeah. canister. Oh, oh goodness. Man. So anyway, it's actually the afternoon, almost the evening. It's, it's, it has almost gone full circle 24 that hours since has, we talked and last. I'm so full right now. Because there's been multiple times we said, do you want to finish the podcast? And you're like, I'm sleepy. <laughs> and I was like, Leslie, we eventually have to do this. We told them we'd do it. So we have to, we have to be people of our word. And you're like, I'm not worried. I'm never sleepy all day. <laughs> like that was your big, we're going to be fine. It's true. It was true. Because I've never been sleepy all day. I've been <laughs> sleepy most of the day. <laughs> But I've never been sleepy. Look at all me day. right now, though. I'm wide awake. You're like it was a true statement because we just had a nice little blessing. Oh, we went to eat and then we we chatted amongst our neighbors, and they bought our meal, which is always nice. Oh man, always. Nice. I feel so humbled and blessed. So 
was very kind. Um, yeah. We ate at our very favorite place in Tulsa, which is Kilkenny's. Yes. Irish pub. Yeah, it's really They good. have the best food. I, I think sometimes... I don't know if they have the best food. They, they do. They just have... The, I have only eaten, like, one thing there. I got lucky on the first thing I ordered, I think. Yeah. And it was... It's one of the best things I've ever eaten in my yeah, life. Yeah, it's so good. Fisherman's pie, for mm-hmm. those who are interested. You can ask for it the old way, which is better than the new way, I think. But. <laughs> yeah. So, I feel like some Irish pubs are probably cheesy. What would be the word? Uh, <laughs> kitschy? Kitschy. I almost said chintzy. chintzy. I was like, I don't think that's the right word. Kitschy. Huh? But this place is like, man, it is so good. So good. So, I had fish and chips. We had the fisherman's pie. That was really good. It's some Irish nachos. And then our neighbor bought our meal. Yeah. So, so we're happy. Yeah. We're happy people. And it was a surprise bought your meal where you're like waiting on the check and I've been adding up like we got an appetizer too. So I'm doing the, oh man. And then I've got a tip. And then she, the waitress, of course, knew. So she smiled and was like, they, those people paid for your meal. So it was really, oh, really nice. So then, so, we, nice. so then they paid for our meal, but then we prayed for them. So it, it really kind of turned into like some sort of Catholic situation. <laughs> yeah. There was an indulgence. <laughs> they just got an indulgence. They did. So anyway, so I think their grandchildren are good to go. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it was a good time. So, uh, we finished yesterday. We were talking about uh, uh, reading aloud. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, we said we'd talk about yeah. what happened last night. So, yeah. last night, we got home. It was late last night. We got home about nine. Well, they were with us. Yeah, but I don't know if we told them the time. We can look back it was see. late. It was late. It was late in the evening. Uh, and we'd just gotten back from the bookstore. That was part of our date night trip. And at the bookstore, we walked in, uh, and we both... We're walking down the uh, walking main down aisle. the central aisle. At Books and uh, Holding hands and just loving each other. Oh, yeah. Just gazing uh-huh. at each other. And just casually past this guy. And I happened to look and see that he's looking at witchcraft books. Yeah. It's like a whole witchcraft it's section. It's a whole paganism, new age witchcraft section, which... And I happen to see that too, which is weird. Yeah, and we so we it. both saw it, and then we both took about a step or two, and then we looked at each other, and I was already in my head thinking, "Go talk to this guy." That that's that's sad that he's buying you, into that. Do you know what was in my head? What? That we guy's gonna kill us. We can't just. That guy's gonna kill us. I was like, "That's normally what's in your head." <laughs> well, that did cross my mind later. Oh, okay. But I thought we can't just leave him. Yeah, you can't just leave that dude. You can't like, see that, that and is, then just yeah, keep and just walking. Just go on and, and have your look, smiley night. For, look for your bargain. So books. then, I, what did I do? Well, we looked at each other. Yeah, we looked at each other. It was other. a really weird marriage. Totally moment. spirit of God moment. Like yeah. that we that he he laid it on both of our hearts. We looked at each other. Yes, we had that moment where our eyes connected, and, and we kind I kind of smiled, and I nodded. Uh huh. And then he winked at me. I winked at you and went and back. Waved and waved. It was like, see, I'm going in. <laughs> the With my blessing. 
same. There's not, like, there's anything. I mean, <laughs> and so this guy, you could tell with, he was probably a little socially awkward. Um, but he was wearing army pants and had an army. And I could tell he had not been in the army and said army. Um, <laughs> but he's looking at these books and I just made small talk at first. And I was like, are you checking? Are you interested in that sort of stuff? And he said, yeah, I guess, I guess so. And I told him, I said, well, man, if, if you're interested in those sorts of things, like this stuff is all, this is all fake. Like this isn't real power. It's like real power is found in the word of God. It's like, you need to go read about that. If you want to read about real power, you need to go read about Jesus Christ because that's real. And he, he can take the dead. I said, he can take our dead hearts and make them alive. <laughs> like that's real. I said, this is all just demons faking it and tricking people into giving them credit for things that they can't even really do and things that eventually they don't want them to do. Uh, it's like, if you're going to buy these books, let's go over there and buy one of those Bibles. It's like, come. I couldn't get him to go with me to the Bible section. I couldn't even really get him to talk to me. <laughs> he just kept going, yeah, yeah. And he had these two books he was looking at. Uh, so anyway, I, I finally said, well, man, I'll just be praying for you uh, that you'll find you'll find out about, you know, the real power of God mm-hmm. that, that you would. And, uh, so then I, I walked off and I could see you like, Circling. Doing the eavesdropping <laughs> circle, facing, pretending to read a section that I don't think you've ever I been in. I think it was like Japanese comic. Yeah, books. you were like in the anime section. Yeah, Japanese anime, which would have back in the day would have driven some boys crazy. There's a girl in the anime. <laughs> uh, there's a girl in the anime section, guys. Oh my gosh, um, that was me in college, not with anime. in the anime section. No, I was a, a letters major and a, a Greek minor. Oh, and that there was a girl doing letters. Oh, my word. Yeah. yeah, it was all bearded, bearded boys. Uh, so I was quite popular. Yeah, that's an interesting tangent you took us yeah, on there. Yeah, sorry. Like you just tooted your own horn. Uh, maybe a little. <laughs> I was quite popular in college <laughs> among the bearded boys. Uh, okay. Uh, well, so anyway. You started it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I thought this guy went and, and and then I assumed he left. He left, I think, with his mom. I think he lived with his mom still. Mm-hmm. He was probably in his late forties, early fifties, yeah, maybe. So. And there was an older lady walking behind him, and she said, "Are you almost done?" Uh-huh. And he said, "Yes." He said, "Yes, mom." Yeah, go, mom. <laughs> uh, no, he did say yes, and so yeah. I assumed that he would left. Uh-huh. Didn't think anything else about it. Prayed for the guy a couple times just while we we're picking out books and. I'd see another book that mentioned the word witch or something in like a fiction story and I'd just pray for the guy. Mm-hmm. Well, then we go to check out mm-hmm. and he's just leaving as yeah. we're checking out. He's like sitting there gathering up his bags. Uh, and so I couldn't tell what he bought or didn't buy. But the two books that he had looked at were sitting on the magazine racks at the checkout. So he hadn't bought them. So, either the Holy Spirit <laughs> convicted him to the point where he didn't buy those those books, uh, or because then what did I do? They're sitting on the magazine rack. So what did I do? 
took them. I took them. <laughs> I reshelved them. I said, I'm going to do some reshelving. And I turned them around backwards where you couldn't see what they were. Uh, I didn't know where you went. Yeah, because we were checking out. And I was like, I can't leave these here for someone to just stumble upon. Right. The demonic. Yeah. So I took them back and, and, and it was funny. Did I tell you he was looking at us through the window? No. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't tell you this because I don't want you to freak out. I saw you in the parking lot looking like, around. Like gazing around? Because afterwards he oh, brought great. the shopping cart back, I guess. And he was like looking in at me. What? And, yeah, so I didn't know. Chris. So then I was like, maybe he's like, well, <laughs> so what does this chapter say about human sacrifice? Oh my word. Uh, so hey. anyway. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, I couldn't tell you. I think he was, I mean, let's, let's consider the real power of the spirit. Maybe he was under conviction. He was like, that guy seems happy. He seems in tune with the God of this world. He talks about him as if he is his father. Uh, he even calls God his father, yes. uh, which would have been a big hubbub 2,000 years ago. <laughs> um, but so maybe the spirit was really convicting him. <sighs> or maybe he was seeing the foolishness of the demonic, or maybe the demonic was raging. Either way, either way, the Holy Spirit won because I put those books up. So maybe they encouraged him to leave them there so people could see him. And I, so I put them he's up. just staring at you through the window. And he just made eye contact. He didn't stare. He wasn't like standing oh, off okay. in the distance, like at the back of the parking lot. Like he brought the shopping cart up and looked in. It made a movement to look in at me. Yeah. Uh, and I made eye contact with him. Did and you smile? Huh? Yeah, yeah. You did? Smiled at him, yeah. Okay, that's so funny, because I did notice when we walked to the car, you were looking around more than you normally do. Yeah. I'm oh. always very aware. You just can't tell. Head's always on a swivel. But, wow. So, anyway, it was interesting. So, I was telling the guys about it at church this morning. Uh-huh. And just, and, and it was, one of them said, well, at least the, the, uh, the, witchcraft books weren't next to the next to the Bibles as if they were the same thing. Yeah. And I said, I wish they were. Yeah. So, and like every morning when they came in to arrange the books that the witchcraft books would be bowed down. Oh, yeah. To, like in like a Dagon yeah. m- m- moment from the elements. <laughs> why are these witchcraft books always falling over <laughs> next to the Bibles? Maybe that's what happened and they had to move them apart because yeah. they got tired of rearranging. Well, unfortunately, the Bibles are at the back of the store. They're not at the back of the store. The they're, Bibles are like two rows further on. They're a little further on. No, the Christian, the oh, religion they're section. they're not in the religion no, section. No, 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 yeah. There's a Bible section. Really? Just right past. Like it's like I'm two, sorry I misspoke. It's like two rows. It's like two rows past the uh, the paganism section. So they oh. just got straight Bibles, which I think is better than having the Christian oh, book section mercy. right there. Do we want to talk about Mardell? But the good thing is... The good thing is the pagan, the pagan and New Age section was like one rack, uh, and they had like multiple racks of Bibles. I mean, it's still, you know, how that, you know. Yeah. But so anyway, it was an interesting little exchange. Let me encourage you to always look for moments like that to proclaim the Lord's, the Lord's power. Yeah. Uh, and his nudging. Yeah, and to and to be yeah open to uh, the Holy Spirit who will give you uh, the words you need to say and make much of Christ. Uh, and remember that the people that you're talking to know that God is real. Uh, they know that these powers are fake. They're, they're rebels. They're, they're not 
ignorant of what's going on here, and you can uh, point them back to the truth, and the Holy Spirit can can use that, uh, which is a great blessing to us and a kindness kindness to them. So, yeah. Anyway, fun little nighttime exchange because it was dark. <laughs> we went to a dark parking lot after that. <laughs> I was like looking at the various oh, dark vans around us and going, yeah. well. We loved you, kids. This is, this is how we died. No one's going to know why. And they're going to look at the security tape later and be like, he had a brief exchange with the man yeah. at the witchcraft section. <laughs> wow. So. That's very interesting. But he didn't kill us. He didn't follow us home. All good things. Good call. Yeah. I mean, good to hear. So, yeah, it was a, it was a fun little, little moment last night. And it is fun. It's fun to do that. It is fun. To talk to people about what you know is real, mm-hmm. and like the th- you don't you don't have to be afraid. Right. You don't have to be fearful if you truly have seen God yes. at work in your life through the work of Christ. Like, and you're just telling me, like, that's what I told him. I was like, look, you're wanting to see these things in this book. I've seen what Christ can do, mm-hmm. and let me tell you, mm-hmm. it's life changing. It is. Like. They, this, what you're looking at, can't do anything compared right. to him. And, uh, and, of course, he said, okay. <laughs> okay. It's very... Expelliarmus. Yeah, Expelliarmus. <laughs> Aveda Kedavra. Didn't work on oh, me, buddy. Oh, man, I'm glad he didn't, didn't say Aveda yeah, Kedavra. And I was listening for <laughs> one of the unforgivable curses. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's so funny, because we were talking today about... How other religions are not as in, interested in converting c- Christians. Yeah. Explain, explain for me. Yeah, you, what we were talking about. You don't see a lot of apologists yes. in other religions. They are, they go out for people who do not have a religious affiliation. Yes. You don't see them going and trying to convince. You know, Christians that they're wrong and Islam is right. Right. Or that they're wrong and Mormonism is right. Mm -hmm. All of those other false religions know, ultimately, that under the microscope, they are asinine. Mm -hmm. They are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And they are uh, foolish and wicked. And so they know they can't bear the microscope. So they they don't even use a microscope. They do the... That's why the... uh, you know that they're going out knocking on doors, mm-hmm. not not showing up at churches, and you don't you're going to see a lot of apologist debates. One because they steal all their stuff from Christianity, mm-hmm. you know, Islam, Mormonism, especially. Uh, they steal from either the Old Testament and then bring in Jesus, and they just they have to. They're basically just reworking Christianity, but with a works righteousness based model, but. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, you don't see a lot of you don't see a lot of apologists who are like, "Let yeah. me come to your church." And, it just hit me today. You know, the Mormons like, "Yeah, let's come," and you're like, "All right, let's talk about Joseph Smith." Yeah, and they're like, Ugh, "What happens uh, every time a Mormon knocks at our door?" Yeah, it's not a very long conversation. No, it does not take long. Same no. thing with Jehovah's Witnesses. They do not. What happens when Jehovah's Witnesses come to our door or come to one of our neighbors' doors? Uh, because if they come to my neighbor's doors, I will also go across the You're street. You're the shepherd of the neighborhood. I am. Um, it is my job to <laughs> demolish the, like, establish the kingdom here. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you go over there and you talk to them. And 
Then they come back. Nor- normally, it's two women, uh-huh. like with Jehovah's Witness, and then they come back with a man. Yeah. Uh, and they bring the man, and they assume again that you've got no biblical knowledge, which is normally a good assumption. And so then you, so you say, "Hey, I'd love to have a Bible study with you guys. I'd love to look through Scripture." And okay, and then you start doing that. And you start showing them, essentially, like with Job's Witnesses, all the texts about who Christ is uh, as God, and they all of a sudden don't come back. Yeah, but they keep going to the neighbors. They keep trying to go to the neighbors. But they do not come. They don't. Yep. They're like, let's go over there. <laughs> Yeah. He's been marked. Just hit me today. This is that you don't see that. Yeah, it's the same thing with Mormons. Remember when we were at the zoo? I was just thinking about that. I'll let. Here's what happened. We're all we're with the kids. We're with a big group, and we're all looking at the chimps. Which is lessons. Which is my place. favorite place. In fact, today we were on our date, and I said, "What do you want to do?" And she said, "We could go to the zoo, and I could look at the chimps all day." <laughs> I was like, that's what you would do all day? Just go to the zoo and look at the chimps? Like, not I can, we can go to the zoo. It's like, I, we can go to the zoo and I can watch the chimps. It's like, you don't we know could have asked much, if there's just a chimp pass. How much I like, wanted to How much would it cost that. us to get into the zoo if we promise only to look at the chimps? Well, every time we go, you're trying to squeeze in so much. And uh, I always get kind of dragged away from yeah. the chimp exhibit. Before I'm quite ready. Yeah. But this time. So, yeah, I I just turn and look, and Chris is not with us. And I start looking around, and he is in the middle of a giant group of Mormons. Like, (laughs) and he is, they are not talking. He is talking to them. (laughs) I don't really know how it all went down. It went down because I went over and said, hey, you guys Mormons? (laughs) Because they had their elder so-and-so. They're Mormon missionaries. Yeah. They would take a break from their mission to just go to the zoo. Yeah. But they still had on some of their stuff. They were just trying to have a day off, Yeah, babe. and no no day off from error, my friend. No. There is no rest for the wicked, as scripture says. Uh, and so, yeah, we got to... And it was interesting. Like, one, they're elders, and they knew nothing about Mormonism and knew nothing about scripture. And so we start talking about the problems, both in Mormon historicity and in Mormon theology, according to the Bible, even according to the Book of Mormon. Uh, and they had no idea any of that stuff. They had so, nothing. Nothing. They got nothing. So they even had. They even went and got a guy. <laughs> they went and got the guy, and he comes over. He's got nothing. Uh, But, you know, I wasn't a jerk. No, that's what... We're not laughing at them. It's just... We're laughing at at the evil and the foolishness of... of... of wickedness. Like, that's the... the, the, We're laughing as victorious... uh, those celebrating the victory of the cross. Like, it is... It's it's so empowering. Yes. That's one thing. I remember a time when I felt a lot more timid about what I believed. Uh, because there was a while there when the voices were sp- becoming so loud. 
And because you went to college, <laughs> a secular college Absolutely. for four years to get a degree in some, so you you basically spent money to be indoctrinated yep. by liberal secularism. Yeah, you paid for it. By the way, if you have kids of a college age or about to be of a college age, let us urge you. <laughs> to reconsider your options to really take a moment um, before you you send your kids to a secular school Um, no just don't send your kids to this issue (laughs) or that take a moment before you do (laughs) let's take a moment before you offer your children to intellectual molek and you can do it if you decide to do it but take them just know there are other options so many and if you want to know more about that you can email us yeah like like not an option. Yeah. Anyway. Soapbox. Oh, so what I was going to say is I, when I really started reading the Bible, it's just, it is so clear that, that they don't have a leg to stand on. And I'm so much more confident in what I believe and that it's true. People, people who say that the Bible's full of fallacies and contradictions and all this, they just never read it. They're not reading it. If you read it, like, no one who reads their Bible consistently goes, this thing isn't fitting together like an eternally well-made puzzle. Like, when you read the Bible, you're going, how? Like, who would even think about these themes and yeah. the the metaphors and the shadow? Like, how they all... And, they and all, it's within history. Mm-hmm. Not even within a great fictional account. Mm-hmm. Within history, these things are taking place. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, so I was able to, and I was jovial with them. Right. Because I genuinely loved because them. they're people. And wanted, that, like, yeah, they are image bearers of God. Who They're young kids. Uh-huh. Who, all, all of them. That's what I was going to say. Every single one of them had grown up Mormon. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. Mm-hmm. So they've never heard the true gospel. Mm-hmm. And we start laying down faith in Christ, uh, and all of a sudden, like they're they're going, that's not what they heard, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and maybe a little bit disappointed that they're not going to get to be gods of their own planets with all their spiritual babies. But either way, um, to to just lay out what Scripture teaches, and either the Holy Spirit will convict them and and open their eyes to the good news, uh, or at least their heart will, for the first time, be combating that good news. Mm-hmm. In a way that's just not, they haven't heard the good news, but now, now they'll know when they heard it, how they responded to it. Yeah. And that can be. Uh, you just want them to be troubled. Like. Troubled. You want troubled, them to walk troubled, away going troubled, like. Troubled, troubled, just not at ease with troubled, troubled, what they've been believing, you know? And like the guy last night. <laughs> I hope that. I feel like it's a very appropriate music man right there. Totally. I hope that, I hope that your voice is. That's what didn't we pray that? Did we pray that, or did I just pray that to myself? I don't know. Yeah, I prayed it that that he would not be able to quit hearing my incessant talking, which is probably what he's thinking <laughs> when he didn't respond, and I just kept talking. Which might be what you guys he was are like, thinking too. <laughs> he was like, "Okay, how can I get away from his talking?" And I was, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> if you don't have anything to say, I'll keep I'll talking, talking <laughs> till you tell me to go away." So. Oh man. And even if you tell me to go away, I'm probably not going. <laughs> it was a good. It was a good moment. It was in crazy. Our I love moments where it is so obvious that, that God is doing something. Yeah. That 
So for both of us to stop, I mean, it was really weird. It yeah. was really weird to be a part of it because we both kind of, and it was it, like time slowed down. It did. We made eye contact. We both knew. So we looked at each other and we both knew. What the, uh, yeah. Go talk to that guy. Yes. Like, I didn't know that you had seen the witchcraft thing. Yeah. And you didn't know that I had seen and it. And it wasn't just a, sometimes you see weird things and you think, well, that was weird. You know, you might look at each other like, Ugh, poor yeah. guy, you know. That's scary. Yeah. Hope he doesn't stare at me through a window. Uh, but this was different. Yeah. It was very different. Yeah. So, so to have two random thoughts like yeah. that from the spirit is encouraging. It's almost as if God is real. <laughs> so anyway, it was a good time. Uh, and date night. Date night was a success. Yeah, we've had a good date. So this mini podcast has probably turned into a normal size. It is. If not even long. It has. Podcast. We didn't do our normal format, although I guess we did. Uh, give uh, this was definitely a hodgepodge, uh, yeah, yeah, a couple <laughs> of hodgepodges. Uh, but anyway, hope you enjoyed this uh, random excursion into reading out loud, uh, combating the forces of darkness, uh, all the good things, being stalked by witches, being stalked by witches. <laughs> well, all right, everybody, I uh, hope you've enjoyed spending time with us on our date night. It's uh, encouraging to have you guys listen, encouraging to spend time with each other. Yeah. Now it's time to go get the kids. Yep. We're going to pick the kids up and go home. And get back to normal life. Yep. All right. We'll see you guys later. See you next time. Bye.